Look up there in the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's handsome boys. Comic Sour. Those boys are so handsome. One writer. One artist. One weekly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I am your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. And uh, your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour, your home for news, reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. This is episode well, 109. Mm hmm. Jeez. I listened to an old episode in the 40s, and I was like, man, I'm getting old. I've recorded 40 episodes of a podcast. More than double that now. <laughs> well, I like to think we're doing better at it. Yeah, it's it's some of those old ones. A little, little rough. Eh, uh, it's mostly you, though. So well, it's okay. I, I can't help it. <laughs> <laughs> so. so how are you, bro? Proud Batman on a horse owner. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that. So you guys, we're gonna, you can, that's a teaser for later on. We're going to talk about Batman on a horse. We are. We are. We're going to talk about the Lumberjanes. Or just Lumberjanes, I guess. It's not the... It's lowercase the Lumberjanes, I suppose. L- lowercase the Lumberjanes? Lowercase the Lumberjanes. Capital Lumberjanes. Mm-hmm. But we we said volume one last week. We are going to discuss the first eight issues instead of the first four, but I, I don't think that's... It's a little bit more meat to it. Yeah, it gives a, a little bit more uh, area to wander around in, I suppose. Um, but yeah, before we get into all that stuff, let's talk about, uh, this week's comic books. Eh? Eh? Yeah. Eh. It's time for Weekly Floppies. Weekly Floppies is part of the show where Eric and I will, uh, take a look at this week's books, tell you to buy or do not buy them. Uh, you should agree with us. We generally do what we do. And do what we say. Sure, those words work. <laughs> It's almost like I just have done this for years now, and I'm still bad at it. I think you're. I think you're very good. <laughs> oh, thank you. Our first. <laughs> our, our first book for this week is our indie book of the week. It is John Flood, number one, written by Justin Jordan, illustrated by Jorge Coelho. Co- Coelho, colors by Tamara Bunny. Yeah, that. What, what were you saying? Eric? I, 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 I can wait till you're done. Okay, colors. Finish the credits. Colors. Then, then I'll say something racist. <laughs> okay, good. Colors by Tamara Bond villain. Bond villain. Bond. Wow. I'm having a, a Bond villain. <laughs> Bond villain. They colored by Bond villain. Yeah, wow. Letters by Ed Dukeshire. Dukeshire. He gets in there. Yep. I was, uh, no, I was just gonna say that that last name Quello. I don't know. It's like nothing I've ever I've ever heard. Colho. Maybe Colho. I don't know. I don't. I don't even know. Apologies. It is. It's a. Yeah. Absolutely. For our, our, our ignorant hick pronunciations here. Uh. Hmm. I. I. Give me. Let. I. I. I need to know what you think, Eric, before I can. I can say what I think because I need to know if I'm right. Okay. Okay. What do you think about this book? Do you? I'm. I'm really curious. What I kind of. I kind of want to hear what you say unfiltered because I don't think my feelings are going to change that much. No, I, I, I'm, I'm so I don't mind going first. Go, go first, I'm, please. I'm, I'm so curious what you're going to say now. Okay. I, I, I do enjoy this book. 
Okay. Um, I'm not sure where you thought I was going to be here. I like the it just seems like it seems like a strange sort of framing for detective stories based around this character who has had strange experiments done to him and it's made him a little bit insane and he never sleeps anymore and he lives in a dream state. That's really fascinating to me. The fact that he's got this sort of altered perception that he lives with. It's kind of, it makes me think of uh, uh, Synesthesia, I think was her name in Top Ten. Mm-hmm. That basically she she was, she had synesthesia, you know, like she experienced her uh, her senses like the the wrong way, like she would see colors instead of smells or something like that. Mm-hmm. But it was part of what made her a good detective. And I kind of that fascinates me. And I think that this could I, I don't know. I, I'm intrigued by this book. And I think that uh that this writer whose name I've forgotten because I'm an idiot, but I know he did uh Luther Strode. Correct. Just um, just I think Jordan. he's one to watch. I, I, I enjoy this. Okay. What what now? What's what's your what's your thoughts, Justin Jordan? That's the, the, like literally the easiest name on earth to remember. <laughs> My thoughts are that everything about this s- s- tells me I should like it, mm-hmm. and even that. I and mean, yet you don't. I don't. I won't say I don't like it. I just I'm not engaged. Like the art is good. The writing is good. The like the kind of the plot and ideas present are interesting. Like, and it, mm-hmm. it really t- does a lot with the first issue. Like, it really puts out a lot of different story. Like, it weaves yeah. things together. And yet, I'm still just, like, I'm not engaged. Like, I do not, I'm not, like, going, like, oh, I need to go read number two. I'm just, like, eh, it's, everything about it is competent and good, and I still, mm-hmm. I'm just kind of, like, eh, I don't know why. That is, that's interesting. I don't know that I'm not coming away from this book with, like, tremendous anxiety and thinking, oh, my God, I absolutely have to hear or I have to I have to read the next issue. I have to know more about this. But, I mean, I enjoy it, and I'm not overly positive about the art. I think it's fine. It's got a JRJR quality to it that I'm sure you appreciate. Yeah, I, no? I, I well, I, I didn't. I didn't pl- like I didn't place that immediately, but I do like that in general. So yes, it, it works. That that does work for me mm-hmm. fairly. And the, and the fact that the char- the name is John Flood, and yet the book really isn't following him. It's I mean, if it's following anybody, mm-hmm. it's this kind of meatheady looking dude who's yeah does or doesn't. I don't know if he has does he have superpowers or not. I don't know. I think I, th- I think he's just. He's just karate cop. He, yeah, he looks kind of like human form Ben Grimm. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he totally does. It's uh, a very good comparison. And he, yeah, he's just very strong and quick. And mm-hmm. I, I would probably just because of the overall merits of the book, I'd probably come back and read at least a two, an issue or two more. Oh yeah. Just to see what they do with it, because there are a lot of really good ideas. That, like that, I want to see more of that dream state stuff. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I, I. I'm, I want to see, like, he, the character's named John Flood, and the book's named John Flood, and yet, you don't get a bunch. It's mostly not about him. Yeah, and he's, by, he, I, I, they're trying to make you, like, it feels like your, all your empathy is supposed to go towards this, you know, ex-cop who has been found, uh, you know, he's been cleared of some crime, and still feels some kind of guilt over it, you know, but I just don't, 
I guess that maybe that's my issues with it. I just don't have like we're being pushed towards like care about this guy. I'm like I don't care about this guy. He doesn't. He's not the interesting thing. Mm-hmm. But on its overall merits, I still suggest reading it, and I'll probably read two and maybe three, depending of how I feel about them. We may even read them on the show, depending on you know how things work out. So I'm probably a buy with a mushy meter, mush meter three, I suppose. I have, I kind of have to, I'm overriding my, like, my, my heart and kind of going more with my brain, I suppose. Well, those are both good organs. They are. They're very important. Perfectly cromulent organs. Mm-hmm. Where are you? It's, where am I? Oh, that's a fine question. I, I, I enjoy this book and I'm actually pretty confident in saying bye, you know, just, just flat out bye. No mushiness. I think that, uh. That Mr. John Smith's career is one to watch. I mean, Justin Jordan. Um, no, I, I, I enjoy this book and I, I want, I, I, I do want more, but I mean, I completely agree that there is a little something there that it's, it's not like reading a Warren Ellis book or something like that, that by the end you're like, you're like slapping your wrist, you know, you're like looking for a vein. You're like, where's, where's the next goddamn issue? So yeah, I, I'm I'm a confident buy. Okay. But I completely agree with what you're saying. Okay. So it's double buy, but mush meter one and a half point five decimals. Decibels. Decimals with an M. Okay. Those are different concepts. That's fine. Yes. One is sound and the other is not. Well, yeah. Okay. Uh <clears throat> on to DC. Our first our first DC book is Green Lantern. Number 43, formerly the leader of the intergalactic police force known as the Green Lantern Corps, Hal Jordan is now hunted by cops and criminals alike. Can one disgraced hero ever be enough to heal a wounded universe? I just, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. <laughs> I, just, I just like it. Yeah. Written by Robert Venditti, artist Ethan Van Skyver, colors Alex Sinclair, letters Dave Sharp. Uh, how do you feel about old Hal Jordan rocking some long hair? He's a... Uh, is Jesus, is Jesus, Jesus, is Jesus locked? Yeah, some space Jesus yeah. going on here. Yeah, I don't feel too great about it. Honestly, it's really, it's very dorky. Mm. I don't think, uh, I don't have quite the vitriol for it that some people had for like long haired Superman. Right. But I'm just not like, oh, he looks so cool. No, I don't really care for it. I'm not a huge fan of this book, but it kind of won me over more towards the end. Did you like, like I've always been more drawn to to the Green Lantern stories just because they're so big and spacey and overblown. I just think that they're just sort of by their nature more interesting stories. But I'm I'm still not I'm not terribly wowed by this. It's it's fine, but it's it's nothing to write home about. What were you gonna ask me? I was gonna say so you enjoyed Space Whale treating the little robot as like as plankton. Space whale's always good, yes. The green space whale. Um, mm-hmm. it feels like this book doesn't know what it's, what, what it wants to do. Like, like by that tagline I read, and by, you know, the look of Hal Jordan, and by a lot of this, it seems like it wants to be like a very, like, edgy kind of story with, I don't know, like it's, and yet, and then there's that huge long talk it has with that big guy. I don't know what is with with uh with DC Galactus. Yeah, I don't and yet that's very philosophical. Mhm. And yet 
it's, it's, I don't know. Like, it feels like it's doing both things, but neither of them very well. Like, it needs to decide if it's going to be, like, the philosophical kind of book, or mm-hmm. if it's going to be, like, hey, it's edgy space action kind of book. And it's neither. It's, and I, I can't recommend it. Like, it's not. Yeah, it's, 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 it is one of those comic books that's not, it's not overly badly done, but, I mean, I think your assessment is, I mean, I, I can definitely see eye to eye with it. I, I, this, it's definitely not a book I'm going to recommend anyone. Just like, oh, you have to buy this. This has excellent writing or uh, amazing art that you have to see or a story that's going to change your life. It's none of those things. It's, it, it, you'd be lucky if it even entertained you. Yeah. It, it's, it's not terrible, but it's kind of just like a mediocre book that, eh, yeah. I don't, you don't need to read. So do not buy. Yep, 100%. So, double do not buy. Green Lantern, number 43. Uh, Next up is Omega Men, number 3. Omega starts with O. I'm smart. Yep. <laughs> That's what they tell me. Who's they? People talking about me? Uh, you're, it's mostly just your mom. She tells me how smart you are. Well, that does sound like my mom. I just shake my head. I just, I just shake my head. Uh, it's written by Tom King. Art by Barnaby Bagenda? <laughs> one of the other, one of the two. I like how everyone's name is a question this time. Well, I've never yeah. seen this name before. Uh, colors Romulo Fajardo Jr., letters Pat Grosso. Um, this book has been getting a lot of hype, uh, the past few issues, and I, reading the initial solicitation, the first issue or two, I was like, yeah, I just don't see, like, where, like, how I, I, I got the premise. It's kind of like a gorilla merc kind of thing, and they're, you know, taking down evil, you know, governments and stuff like that, and I was just like, it sounds kind of tired and played out, and they're like, and I, even this, in this book, even earlier reviews I read said, it's, it, they were like, yeah, it's really good, you sure, I'm like, okay, read it, and, and yes, the ideas do seem kind of tired and played out, but I like this, and it's re- like, the writing is really, really strong, I do, I like the art, and I'm actually, I'm gonna read one and two, go back, read one and two, and keep reading this book. I, I'm on board. It, the ideas, it's not the originality of the ideas here, it's the, definitely the execution things. I'm, and I like weird space, space artist Kyle Rayner. <laughs> Where, how, how would you feel, Eric? So that, that is Kyle Rayner? I believe, yes. Did the, I miss that? Okay. The, the I art. Didn't hear them. He says okay. Kyle Rayner. One... He says, I'm Kyle from Earth. I, I yeah, I'm see, fairly... I didn't see Rayner. I, I think the first thing, like, the very first page he's on is Kyle Rayner. Not... I have to jump to it. I think he throws him in. New... Yeah, meet your new... Ra- new The cat man tells him, meet your new roommate, Kyle Rayner. He used to be a lantern. Mm. He's... Okay. I like artsy farts of Kyle Rayner. <laughs> yes. Well, he is. He is. He is Mr. Art Guy, isn't he? <sighs> Goodness. Giant. Um... Are you, are you, you're, you don't sound as strong as I do, Eric. No, I'm, I'm not. I mean, when it comes down to it, execution is better than ideas. And I do think that it, it has that feeling of being, uh, fairly well written, you know, that they focus on giving the characters character and making them fleshed out, even though they're doing like pretty tired things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not offended by it. It's not terrible, but it ain't really grabbing me. Um, I could read more of it, 
but I'm not going to go too far out of my way based on this single issue. We are starting with number three, mind you. Um, I would have a hard time recommending it just solely based on the merits of this. It's not awful, though. If I was going to make a recommendation, it would be, you know, I would I would put other books ahead of this. I think just on this single issue, it doesn't quite stand up. But, you know, I wouldn't hate reading the two before it and seeing where the where an arc goes, particularly if it's getting a lot of buzz. Um, yeah, I'm I'm I I don't think many. I mean, I I just from understanding the basic premise, I could read this book and understand basically what was happening. Uh, I'm definitely going to read one and two because I feel like obviously it's going to have a lot more information on the strength of this. I would definitely suggest I'm a, I'm a buy. I like it. I'm I'm. It's a, something that's it's like a space adventure action thing. After just reading Green Lantern, this mm-hmm. is way better in almost every regard. So yeah, um, it's yeah. it's definitely got a lot more meat to it than than that. Are you are you where are you a are you a buy or are you mushy or you do not buy? Where are we where are we where are you sit? You know, it's it's a tough call for me, honestly. Um. Because I'm not super blown away by it, but when I read it and read through it, like, I wanted to dislike it, but it never quite made me dislike it. This is, it's amazing that it's landed in that soft spot that's just giving me almost no opinion about it. I I would say, based on the fact that I am interested enough to read more, that I'll go by, but I'm going to go five out of five on it. Okay, all right. And I, 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 uh, I reserve the right to reverse my thoughts on it once I read more. I could still go either way. Okay. Um, so that's a, that's a, a double buy, but moosh me two and a half. It's, it's, uh, it's getting up there. Also, but also mm-hmm. decimals. There's decimals involved. Mm-hmm. Um, on to Marvel. <laughs> I don't know why that was funny. Well, I'm a funny guy. On to Marvel. <laughs> you are. I'm funny. On the Marvel. On the Marvel. Time to read On some the Marvel. Marvel comic books. Okay. <laughs> I think if we're reading Groot, maybe that is a voice that should should be in the Groot universe. Yeah, it is a uh, Groot number three. Also another three. Um, mm-hmm. This is much simpler to pick up than Omega Men number three. This is very simple. Yes, it is. Uh, written by Jeff Loveness, uh, art by Brian Kessinger, colors Vero Giandini, letters Jeff Eckleberry. Uh, yeah, uh, Groot's trying to find Rocket. Very simple. He runs into Silver Surfer. That's Silver Surfer and, uh, Don, the, his, his companion. <laughs> his Doctor Who style companion. Uh, mm-hmm. it's a fun space adventure. I, I like it, uh, but I don't, I, I it, it's harmless and, and enjoyable, but I don't, that's, the, it's, I don't think I'm ever, it's not like I'm gonna remember this very, like, do you, what do you think? It's not bad, and I like it. I want to suggest it because it's a fun, kind of very pretty, and like very like just kind of light adventure book. But also, the, nothing much of importance think, happens. I, no, I, I that that is a that is a very perfect sort of encapsulated uh, description of this book. But um, I I do really enjoy it. I think it's really lovely the drawing. I um I don't know. It's just fun. I just like it. This is a good. I would say this is a great all ages book. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I th- I think that's I think that's a good place for it. Um, and I I enjoy it myself. I do kind of wish that there was 
more going on, but every story can't be like crazy and involved. It's in the end, it's just a, a really nicely drawn uh, adventure story based around a guy that can't really talk. Yeah, I, and Groot is, I mean, I, it's hard because of the fact that he just says I am Groot. And I don't, don't see him becoming like this dynamic character. I barely, he's gonna stay no. relatively flat and be, he's like extremely likable and mm-hmm. you all root for him just because he's a very like, kind of as a character, he's kind hearted and, and, uh, yeah, he's very, yeah. And, and empathetic and like mm-hmm. a nice, a nice, I don't know if a tree, nice tree man, whatever, you know, whatever a Groot is, but I, you're certainly right, and it is a great book. I like, you could hand this to kids, and it would work really well, even with all the weird, they would, I don't think they get all the weird, like, philosophical musing jokes about Silver Surfer, but, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, 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 I'm a, I'm a, I'm a buy on, on the merits of it, the fact that it's fun and light, and it looks very nice, and, you know, Silver Surfer and Groot and little pig, big pig aliens, I guess, or they're, they're, it, it's cute and fun. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So, bye. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, I, and the covers by Declan Shalvey, all of the covers from, of this entire, like, run are absolutely gorgeous as well. So, double bye, Groot number three, our final book of the week is Miss Marvel, number 17, the last days of Miss Marvel until Secret Wars is over. We get more. Uh, this is seeing her team up, finally team up with Captain Marvel. Uh, mm-hmm. See, written by G. Will- I almost forgot the credits, sir, but I could recite them. G. Willow Wilson, writer. I yeah. turn Alfano on art. Ian Heron colors. Joe Carrick Magna on letters. Uh, yeah, it's it's a very watching. Like this is like is a, like it, I think they just passed a, an anniversary with Miss Marvel, a two year anniversary, and I just kind of went. This is kind of a a a. a a little bit of a end cap on this first yeah. run. And uh it's kind of you look back and you realize how good this book is. And this issue itself is really touching and really actually kind of really encapsulates a lot of the themes that this book has been you know, like going over. Like idol- idolization of heroes and how to like you see Miss Mark like Kamala grow up and become her own hero and like even like Cap even kind of comments on that, how like how she can handle her powers. You see Kamala being confident in that and it's there's a scene with a whole bunch of kitties, Eric. I know that this would we would be discussing that scene. I know we would, but it's uh, I saw this and I'm like, there's no way in a thousand worlds that we're not gonna talk about these goddamn cats. And and one of them looks like a raccoon. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, but and Alf, Adrian Alfano's art is amazing and it just the fact that this is like the last days of Miss Marvel and yet it's still so very much like a very kind of like caring and like like heartfelt story mm. like it is not like oh no like it's very much still what this book has been and is like her trying to just protect her neighborhood and her growing it and i'm i i i'm a buy it's not like it's not hard to say that this book is great it has been great and it is still great it's 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 clearly not hard for you to say that because you've said a lot i'm impressed <laughs> I, I adore this book. It's nice to, I don't know, I, I really liked how it feels like Kamala's getting her comeuppance and how she, like, Carol is like, oh, people are talking about you. And she's like, what? I feel like I'm such a screw up. And she's like, no, you're pretty good. It's, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Oh man, Kamala is so effing adorable. I really like the the gray, white, black color Captain Marvel. It's unusual. Yeah, it is. I like it. It it really helps contrast against Kamala's costume. Mm. I really that it does. So here's the real question: which one of which one of those caps would you adopt? All of them. You have you have you pick one. I don't have to pick one. I could pick all of them. There's only let's see one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven. I see eleven cats. Handle so your mental patient. I, one of them's a raccoon. I definitely will. I'm definitely getting the raccoon. Okay, you're 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 absolutely. What what are you gonna name your adopted pet raccoon? Um, I don't know. What's his? I didn't know his personality. Fair enough. So I mean, you just don't you just don't have a pool of uh, raccoon names? I could. I mean, I have a few off the top of my head that I don't think they do him justice. Probably. Fair enough. What would you name uh, Unibrow Cat there? Probably like Unicycle or uh, or uh, or Caveman. Maybe Caveman. Caveman's a good name. I like Caveman. Caveman. Caveman Cat. <laughs> this is yeah. I'm glad this is what we're talking about instead of this book. <laughs> well, we can only just yell compliments at it so much. Uh, I know. I know. It's it's just there's never anything bad to say about it. No. It's, it's, it's hard for me to actually to pick. I'm actually a little bit sad. That uh, Takashi uh, Miyazawa is not on the book anymore because I friggin' adore him. But I mean, we've already discussed so many times how I feel about Adrian Alfana. So it's it's incredibly delightful to see him back on this book. Yeah, uh, bye. I'm a bye. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we're well, well, yeah double bye, Miss Marvel guys. Well, we Miss Marvel is doing pretty well, so we don't we don't need to I guess. But yeah, double bye, buy it, go get it. It's good. It's great. It's amazing. It's marvelous. I see what you did there. Yeah, it's very subtle. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you read anything else this week, Eric? Yeah, I read a whole bunch of other stuff. I read Stand on Guard number two. How? And I read Midnighter. Oh, I've not. I haven't read anything else yet. Oh man, those are good ones. Okay. Uh, well, I'm. I will uh, say that um, I was actually a little bit disappointed because we. You remember our discussion about shower scenes? Mm-hmm. Yes. How there's there's usually zero point mm-hmm. in putting a shower scene in a book. Yes. There's a shower scene in, in issue two, and I kind of disagree with it. Uh oh. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's it, I feel weird saying that because eh, it's okay, you know, put a naked girl in there. I definitely am not going to hate that, but just sort of philosophically, it just I don't know, man. It's always exploitative, and there's no point in, in it at all. I I don't know. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold it against Brian K. Vaughn that much. It's okay. Okay. They tried to make it like a plot point, but really, it's an excuse to draw some draw some naked butts. And Midnighter, holy fuck, is amazing. Okay, good. You haven't you haven't read it? Not yet. I think number three is. Orlando is finally sinking his teeth into it. I think one and two were a little on the clunky side. He's finally getting into the parts that I was really hoping for. And we get a really uh, fairly touching scene, a flashback scene with him and Apollo that I really enjoyed. But uh, I think it's a, I think it's a, it's shaping up to be a very good book. Good. I think he's, I think he's still finding his way, but this issue is, 
closer than he's he's been. And it's never been bad, but it's it's getting better with every issue. So I'm it's kind of one of the books I'm most excited about. Did you see the promo in at the end of John Flood for more Wild's End? Yes, I did. <laughs> and I almost I I was going to bring it up, but yeah, I'm crazy excited about that because that book was good and I never even finished the first arc. We read most of it together. We did. But I never I never finished the first arc. Well, now is a perfect and now, opportunity. Now, yeah. Huh? Perfect opportunity. Truly is. Yeah, no. Wild's End is good. Yes, Wild End's Wild's End is Okay. Alright. You ready to talk about Batman on a horse there for like twenty five uh, minutes twenty five minutes? I think or so? we're, we're always ready to talk about that. I guess true. So week floppies is over for this week. Till next week. Uh and with that we will jump right on over to checking in. Uh checking in. Spar show and Eric and I will talk about what we've been up to during the week. Uh you know, make recommendations, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh just wanna jump you want me to jump right into it, Eric? Absolutely. Okay. I really, I kind of don't have a lot to talk about, so I will, I will do some listening. Okay. Well, uh, last night we, uh, uh, I hosted, me and my wife hosted a party that Eric uh, was, uh, present at. Mm-hmm. It was a, a, I was. It was a clue costume party, so we dressed as clue characters. Eric went did as, we? well, almost all, all of us did, except for Eric who dressed as Johnny, Johnny Blue Jeans, who's a, a, a character of, of, of clue fan fiction <laughs> character, we've decided. It's my OC. My clue OC. Clue OC. You have to read the fanfics. Yeah, you have the, to. My erotic uh, fan fiction. Uh, and uh, it's you know it's this like a half birthday party for me and housewarming party, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I was presented with a gift, which I'm fairly certain I've mentioned on this show uh, multiple times. Uh, At the very least, you did buy BatmanOnAHorse.com. I did buy BatmanOnAHorse.com, which tells you about my dedication. But uh. Mm. I was I they they bandied together several many friends of mine, including Eric. Let, yes, and bought me the Batman on a horse statue. Let me ask you this: Are you looking at it right now? Not right, no, right now. It is not. Uh, if it was on my desk, I would not have. I would not be able to see my monitors. <laughs> there are other places in your office. No, I when I when I finally put it somewhere where it's going to stay, it's got to be a really good spot, and it's got to be safe. You need to get some lighting. Yes, exactly. It needs to have a. It needs a place of honor that will not be. It will not be damaged by cats. That is first and foremost. Right now, it is sitting in the very center of our uh, dining room table, just so that it can't go anywhere. Like it is. It is as beautiful and gorgeous as I ever could ever could have expected from it. It's uh, it's amazing. I just kind of stare at it occasionally as I walk by and just kind of look at it, take it in. It's it's so good. Hey, Eric, so good. Ah, good. I like it. <laughs> so thank you and thank uh, the couple other people that – There were several. Yeah, the, I mean, but the, uh, they won't listen to this. I mean, mo- some of them. Uh, the, some of them do. Some of them do. Like, Hell, maybe. One of them podcasts with you. If he doesn't listen to this, he can fuck off. Well, see, that's the thing. I He's not keeping up, Eric. He's behind. <laughs> yes, unlike uh... – Unlike some people, well, you know, I actually, I actually listen to to other people's podcasts. I know, I know. And I I overlook when they say mean things about about me. Well, I can't, you know, some people are just mean in their hearts, Eric. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, he's he is a corrupt individual. It's fine. But Batman on a horse is awesome. Ham, I can I I forgive you. <laughs> 
Batman on a horse is awesome. Uh, I don't know what to say about it, but it's awesome. It's great. It's, it is kind of amazing. It's enormous. It's gigantic. It's huge. Yeah, it's, and it's, it's like, it's literally almost as long as my whole forearm from my elbow to the tip of my fingers. It's almost that big. Yeah, it's like, uh, it's over a foot tall. And it came in yeah. multiple pieces. Like, it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's crazy. Uh, one other thing I will talk about briefly, um, is a game, video game, PC video game, uh, out on Steam, uh, new this week. I think it's like $5. It is a platformer, a la, I think the closest thing I could relate to is Super Meat Boy, and it is kind of hmm. double jumps and, you know, the controls are very similar to Super Boy, but it's, it's called a, oh, the un, there's a game called The Unfinished Swan. Have you ever heard of that game, Eric? No. Unfinished Swan is not even once. Unfinished Swan is a first-person puzzle game for the most. I guess it's a puzzle game, but it's you can't. It's all stark white, and you kind of have to put paint everywhere to see your surroundings. Mm. Ink is like that in that is a platformer, but you cannot see any of the other platforms or surroundings in the level. You are like a white square that jumps around everything you hit. Uh, gets painted. You can every time you double jump, paint explodes out of you and covers things. Every time you die, you explode and paint goes everywhere. And as yeah, you, it, it is exactly. It looks like a mod for Super Meat Boy. Yeah, and I fairly certain that they that team helped uh with at least because he thanks that that the Super Meat Boy team in the credits. Yeah. But it is very pretty and very like it's that and that's the strangest kind of thing about it is that super meat boy platformer i'm have to be in the right mood for because i get it's kind of like tense like it's kind of stressful but this game is despite having a lot of similarities in that certain levels are really difficult it's Mm. the music and the paint and kind of like it's actually kind of relaxing like it, it's a happy place. Yeah, it kind of feels nice to play it. It's uh, I've beat it. Like I beat it in like a couple hours. It's, well, it's seventy five levels. I hope they add more levels, honestly. But seventy five hours. No, seventy five levels. Seventy five levels. Seventy five levels and two hours or so. Um, I mean, it depends how good you are at the like platforming because some of the stuff is really really hard. It took me many 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 tries, but it is still it's it's five dollars. It's really good. It looks really pretty. It does really interesting things, uh, with like, every time I think that, like, there's nothing else a 2D platformer could do, there's people who make the games like this that are, like, kind of interesting and, and they add, like, they're very, so, like, the mechanics are really interesting. And there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot more stuff this guy, you could do with this. So, like, if they added a, a level editor and, or just, like, he made more levels, like, it could, I mean, yeah. But I definitely, for five bucks, you can't really go wrong. And that's yeah, even on sale. You can get a whole 50 cent off. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's a lot of fun. So I definitely suggest it. Ink, I-N-K. It's really good. Steam. Neato Mosquito. It, it actually looks really fun. No, it's. And I love, and I love Super Meat Boy. Yeah, it's, it's very similar to that, but it's not nearly, the music is also very soothing. It's very much atmospheric mm-hmm. kind of ambient music. Kind of fez-like. A little bit, yeah. Okay. Anything you want to particularly want to talk about, Eric? Yeah, uh, give me a, uh, a a sec. I need to take a break. Okay, be right back. <sighs> All right, I am returned. Okay, are you there? I'm here. Okay, cool. You want to ask me that again? Is there anything you'd like to talk about, Eric? Well, I kind of thought this would be a good opportunity for us to talk about Windows 10. Okay. Cuz I don't really I don't really have a whole lot I can check in with in terms of any kind of recommendations just because I'm working 
uh, round the clock on everything now. Mm-hmm. And I can only check in with JavaScript so many times. Uh, and Heroes of the Storm. <laughs> Uh, but I, I would kind of like to just, I don't know, quickly discuss Windows 10 and kind of your thoughts and my thoughts on it. Have you, uh, the, the machine that you're on, mm-hmm. you're, you're using it. How much, how, how deeply have you gotten into it? Not a lot lately. I'm trying to figure out where I, like, I, we were having audio issues before we recorded because yeah. it, on, it changed a few of my settings to with Skype, which is a Microsoft product now, um. And I've had some problems with Firefox. Yeah. Um, it's been, I've had to, you know, it's been crashing. I've had to close out re-enter. It, I mean, it, it seems generally like, but I, I like I was editing uh, Simpson show today and it seemed a little smoother. Like it seemed mm-hmm. to be a little bit faster. Uh, I don't I think, I haven't had yeah. a lot of enough experience with a lot of stuff to see, but general, my general, like there's odds and ends just because it's a new OS, but other yeah. than that, it seems to work. I I think that they've done a lot of very good things, like the whole experience. They've cleaned up some stuff. Like that was one of the big problems with with Windows 8 is that it would jump in and out of tablet mode or full screen mode or whatever you want to call it. And Windows 10, you have like perfect control over that. You can put any app in quote unquote tablet mode and it's full screen and you can with a swipe banish it. And that's great. You know, that, that works out really great, but I have had a similar experience, uh, like you're describing, but there's just little, little tiny problems here and there. Stuff that just doesn't quite work right. Like I put it on my, um, my Surface Pro 3. I don't, I haven't put it on my desktop yet. I'm going to do a, a, a backup image of my desktop and then install it. Uh, but the Surface Pro is an end-to-end Microsoft product. And it's still a little clunky on it. Like, the lock screen sometimes doesn't give me a keyboard, so I can't input my password. To get in to my computer, I have to reboot, because it won't give me the damn on-screen keyboard. And there's a lot of little things like that, that they've they've done a lot of smart things to make it a better experience, but there's still, they got to put some thought into it. they got to squash some bugs fix some very frustrating problems. But I guess it wouldn't be Windows if you weren't incredibly frustrated with it for simple things. <laughs> yeah, I, it seems like generally it's fine, but I'm sure, that, I mean, there's always bugs, so. Yeah, yeah. But but I, I think it's interesting that, I don't know, I guess it, it, nothing's going to come out perfect, but I the fact that your Firefox isn't working, that's bananas. That's something that should be working. Yeah, I agree. I don't know why it, it doesn't, I can't trace why it doesn't, uh, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Have you tried out Edge? The I don't, I mean, it. it's supposed to be good, and some people, like, it's kind of irrational to dislike Microsoft browsers, mm-hmm. but it's one thing I'm going to allow myself to be irrational about. I don't care. I don't particularly want Microsoft in my browsing experience. I want to use Firefox and Chrome. That's, that is, that is what I want to do. I don't, I don't want to be tricked into using Bing. I don't want to use Edge or Internet Explorer or any of that crap. There's no more Internet Explorer. It's only Edge. There's not, but there is it doesn't, only but Edge. you can change the name all you want. It's still a Microsoft branded browser. And I, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't want it. It might be fine, but I don't think that, 
I don't think it's going to be any better than Firefox and Chrome. Okay, that's I haven't tried it, so I don't know. I I don't know if I'm going to either. But yeah, that and I think there's security risks with using. I don't think it's quite the same as it used to be, but I know it's like bad business to use Safari on OS X. Like the, the it's, there are a lot of security hacks that you can do bad stuff to your computer through Safari. They might have been fixed at this point because the, the information I have is old, but I don't trust it. I just I don't I don't trust web browsers that are built into the operating system. I want something that is a separate component. Mm, makes sense. The fact that it's like tied in just doesn't it doesn't seem like a smart thing to me. Yeah. And maybe I'm ignorant. I don't know. Eh, it's there, I mean there is a history. It's mm-hmm. you don't I mean Internet Explorer had severe problems. Mm-hmm. For for a long long time, and they're gonna have to. Microsoft wants people to use Edge. They're gonna have to. Yeah, really they've got a lot of uh, a lot of bad press and a lot of minds to change. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I I'm. But overall, I'm. I, it it's cleaner and seems to run really well. So it's kind of independent on what kind of weird bugs you run into and what you want to do with it. But in general, I I recommend it. You know, so far. Yeah, I mean, a good free upgrade. And it, I don't know, man. I, I, all in all, I'm positive on it. And it's supposed to be good for older hardware, you know, which is why you're seeing a performance boost. Yeah. It's true. actually it runs better than seven or eight. Okay. 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 Yeah. You ready to talk about some, 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 some Janes? Some lowercase, the uppercase lumberjanes? Sure. Okay. That's just. Capitalization, it's important. It is important. Uh, it, that checking in, I think we're, we're good. Good. Talked about Batman on a horse. That's first and foremost, the most important thing. Always. It's time. very critical. Very critical. Uh, but now we can get mm-hmm. to our final segment. It is time for Nerd Boy Book Club. Nerd Boy Book Club is where Eric and I will assign a longer collective work and discuss it in depth like you would a book club. Uh, this week we are doing Lumberjanes numbers one through eight. Uh, written by Noel Stevenson and Grace Ellis. Arts by, let's see, illustrated, excuse me, by Brooke Allen. Colors by Marta Laiho. Letters by Aubrey Aiesi. Aiesi? However you pronounce that? I apologize if I'm wrong, as I have been multiple times already in this episode. Um, it, uh, I should say Eisner Award winning Lumberjanes. That's, yeah, that's, that's why we're checking it out again. Yeah, exactly. We, we've, I think we read, did we, I think we just read number one. We read number one. We yeah. read number one. Long time ago. Yeah, when it first came out. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think we were generally positive on it. Um, I, I didn't really get it or like it that much back in, back then. There's just something about it even now that kind of doesn't jive for me. Which um, I think is, we're gonna have to get to the bottom of this, Eric. Yeah, I guess so. We're gonna have to do a deep dive, cause I, you said, and I, I, I agree that I think issue reading one through eight is a good idea. Yes. And, but I do not see any kind of really difference in the quality from, say, issue two to issue seven or any, you know, I, the jump. Like, I, it feels roughly the same to me. And I really like it. I mean, it is, it is, it's a fun kind of adventure story about these, you know, Girl Scout analogs and mm-hmm. their weird, the weird kind of Scooby, Scooby-Doo adventures almost. Like, it is very much like these weird spooky things, but, you know, there's, they tie in, uh, kind of these, uh, myths in the kind of the second half of this arc but it is very much like a kind of like hey weird stuff in the woods but 
it's very like that Scooby Doo vibe where it's very nothing. You, you don't ever worry that anything too serious is going to happen to people. It is very much an adventure story mm-hmm. for for all ages, really. It's not. It's very much not. I don't. What do you think the target? Like, I don't know if there's a target audience in this. I think anyone can kind of read it, and get into it. Uh, I would say the target audience is uh, women that read comics. No, I liked it a lot. I'm not a woman. No, I I didn't. Say, other people can read stuff. But I mean, I I I, Hell, I read all kinds of. I read Wild's End. That's very. I'm true. not an English pig. You're not an English pig. You're an American. We did go. We 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 did go into this arrangement. With some assumptions, but I have discovered I am not an English pig. Oh, okay. What, what, well, if you could, can you pinpoint why it doesn't jive with you as much? I don't know. I just feel like the first several stories, it's just very aimless. You know, the fact that it starts to tighten up, it's hard for me to accept like a goofy Scooby Doo story. Where there's not really a whole lot of plot. There's a lot of character. There's interesting looking artwork. I think the color in this is absolutely amazing. Uh, the, the, the line work doesn't always win me over, but it's certainly got its own unique look and it, it, it holds together very well. But it just, it, the first several issues, they just, it just, just feels like it's going nowhere. It feels like it's trying to go somewhere, but it's not. It doesn't feel focused enough. It feels like it's mostly about, just about catchphrases and silliness, and that doesn't really speak to me. As an all-ages book, it makes perfect sense, because I can think about how many all-ages stories I've read that are catchphrases and silliness. Jinkies. Mm-hmm. Jinkies. Uh- it's, it's a book that I, myself, I'm not wild about, but like my niece, I would fire a copy. You know, it's not, I think, bad, and I think it exacerbates, like, like, I feel worse about it because, because it beat out my, my darling, uh, Kamala Khan for the Eisner. And I don't think this is better than Miss Marvel at all. I, I, like, literally the first issue of this was Noelle Stevenson's, like, senior thesis project. And I, I don't know. It, that's what frustrates me, I think. Is I think that it's it's good, it's fine, and I think she's a talent to watch. But the first four issues, I think we would struggle to to have a whole long conversation about just that. Well, I don't. So I'm glad we're talking about the larger arc. Yeah, I I mean, I there sure sir, there's they are kind of wondering and not I, but I don't want to read that this for that. Like I don't care about if if they're getting to plot point B. At any certain point, like I like, it's the same way I feel about Adventure Time, or mm-hmm. like I don't like, and that is what this feels like. It is very much that like young, like adventurous story, and there's catchphrases, mm-hmm. and I I don't care if they like if what happens like if do they fight a villain or if they find something out or if there's a big. Mm-hmm. I, it's that is not it's that I'm not my enjoyment of this book is not contingent on if they get a lot done. Like I, density story, I don't is definitely not the strong this book's strong point. But I don't think it even like I don't think they're trying to. And I guess that it depends on like it's hard to quantify honestly. Like mm-hmm. 
if I do think it's interesting that everything that I'm complaining about was no problem for you, and you're seeing it as that. Well, I see there's there's nothing that's really endearing me to these characters. Like I I have no interest or empathy into them until like the story starts to tighten up. Like I'm just not that interested in it until we get a little bit more under our belt, and then it starts to work for me. Like right around number five. I mean, there would be moments, like when that sea monster popped up. I'm like, that sea monster looks awesome, you know, and it would be something that made me want to keep reading the book, you know. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't really, it wasn't really until they started introducing more characters and they started shaping the larger plot in the second four issues, in five through eight, that I really became interested in it. That's when it started to gel for me. That's when I started to understand, well, this character's this, and this is this, and this is this is a more interesting story. It's really interesting where, you know, when she really wants to, she can draw some crazy good-looking stuff. And it kind of bothers me when she draws things looking rushed and, and um, a little too simple. But, you know, it's a style, and I think it, it, it certainly, for a kid's book, it works really great. I was, and I'm, I don't know how you compare a book when it's, you know, it, the form, like, mm-hmm. and, and the, and the, like, I wouldn't put this forward as, like, look how well st- structured a comic book is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would not even be, like, there's comic books out there that are way more tighter and more elegantly laid out or, you know, structurally mm-hmm. sound, you know, or more diligent about the density of their storytelling and stuff like that. But I, I don't know, like, if you did that with this comic, I feel like it would take away some of the whimsy and the, the, and the, like, I can't, like, but it's less to... a problem of structure, you know, and, We've already compared it to Adventure Time, when I do think that it has it has some of that thing in there. But let me compare it to let me contrast it to Episode One of Steven Universe, where I'm I'm watching this show. I'm really skeptical. Every knucklehead on the internet is talking about how great the cartoon is. When all and I'm I'm watching this first episode when Steven starts. He, he like starts rapping about ice cream and it's friggin' adorable. And like right then and there, I'm like, I'm completely on board. I understand where this is coming from and it makes sense to me. And every character had that moment and I learned to like every character for what was interesting and unique about them. I didn't, I didn't feel like I started to get that until several issues in. It didn't. It didn't really make sense to me right off the bat. But after about five issues, I'm like, okay, I'm on board. I see why people like this. And it started. It started to gel. It started to make sense. It's not necessarily about structure. Things can be unstructured, but I do think it just was like all. None of the. None of the. Like I'm looking at this first issue. None of the. None of the dialogue really seems to reveal enough about the characters. They're basically all the same person. They're just saying catchphrases, and it's it feels flat. But I think they start to explore character more, and I understand why this person's like this or why this person feels this way, and you, you get a little bit more. And I think 
that that's what's good to me about Adventure Time. That's what's good to me about Steven Universe is they can be goofy and stupid and aimless, but at their core, they still have like this really great heart of of rich characters and interesting lore. And I did not start to feel that until about five. But I I don't know. I never felt I. One, I don't think my enjoyment of the story is ever... I don't think it's directly connected to the characters themselves. Mm-hmm. I enjoy the setting as much as I enjoy any of the characters. I like. I feel like this like this summer camp, you know, whimsical summer camp with Girl Scout kind of ideas with the spooky... The spookums mm-hmm. is... I. That's the thing that... Yes, that's inherently interesting to me. Like, there's weird foxes, and then they... There's dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. I yeah, that's the I, dinosaurs were weren't introduced until number five though. Yes, I mean, but that's I, I'm not trying to. This is not any delineation. You can always about, you can always insert dinosaurs into things and make it better. Yes, precisely. I really I really did like emo yeti. Yes, and and but it's all in like I don't I yes, and as the uh, issues have gone on, you do get a better sense of the personalities of all the distinct characters, but. I don't ever, I never detracted me from my interest in the, I never went, oh, I don't know everything. I don't know, you know, any, just Joe, for instance. I, I don't know her, and I don't know her very well, so I'm not as engaged. I feel like, well, I'm learning her, I'm discovering, I, and I think maybe that's it. This kind of just came to me, like, we don't really know how long these girls have been at this camp together. Yeah. And, they know each other, but I, like, I kind of, maybe that's why I'm, I don't mind it, is because I guess they're kind of learning these things, too, and we're kind of going on that journey with them, uh, discovering, you know, their, their, how, uh, these things about their friends, mm-hmm. and I think that is kind of an experience. I've never been to a summer camp, but, uh, you know, it, you know, any new, whenever you're introduced into an entirely new group of people, you're kind of learning everything about them, and we're, and everyone is on the same journey together. I think that's where it kind of went, I went, I didn't even ever think about it, is because, like, they're all kind of just new to each other, even if they've been in camp for weeks. Like, they still know very little about each other, and I'm just like, oh. this And the setting kind of, it does carry the, the charm early on, because you don't know much about them. But that's enough for me. I don't need... And you're right in that they are, you're, you get more and more and more, especially in this last, the last, this, the second half of the issues we've read. But I never thought, I don't like this. I always thought, I want to learn more, so I'm going to keep reading. Mm-hmm. I think some of it just sort of fell flat. Um, partic- particularly the comments about the world. I mean, it, it, it worked on occasion. I don't know. It, it, I'm reviewing all this stuff as I'm looking at it now, and I, I mean, it, it borrows from, it borrows from, like, tons of genres, and very, and some, like, you know, there's Indiana Jones, obviously, like, an Indiana mm-hmm. Jones style, like, Tomb Raid, there's, like, that, a creepy lighthouse on the, on, like, on the, the water kind of vibe that could be one of many different kind of, like, that is, that's more of, like, a horror slash thriller trope, like, you'd get in, like, a Stephen King story, or, like, Twin Peaks or something, or, and, and, you know, there's, and, but then you mix that with, like, that Scooby-Doo wacky ghost stuff when there's, like, emo yetis, like you said, and, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that, where I never, I, I'm like, yeah, it's, I like all those things, I like a very, like, the whimsical take on them. 
is that like is it just because it's borrowing things or is it just no i mean that's that's the common thing nowadays is everything is everything is genre fiction or it's genre fusion you know literally everything we read nowadays is that yeah that's true so i mean it's it's perfectly fine it doesn't bother me if something's derivative because i think that even though the early issues of this I really did. I actually really did like this one where they were in the tomb and she arm wrestles the guy. Mm-hmm. I really did like that one, but I, I just feel like I was just slower to find what was good about this world. That I want to, I want to feel more for the characters. Like I think they took a long time to address the two little lesbian girls' relationship because that 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 gets to like some real heart there you know i mm-hmm. think that and I, and i and the the i i completely forget all their names i don't think they mention any of their names long enough or enough times excuse me um but the tall girl and then the shortest girl with the big buffant thing in her hair mm-hmm. so i don't i don't think they explore their friendship enough like i i think that there's some real character heart here that she obviously has thought a lot about what these characters are i just think it what well, it's not explored enough right away and just for the the sugar rush of like a dumb story and like i don't know i i wasn't falling into it enough i didn't think the world on its own had enough merit at least until it showed me more and it took it took the fifth issue for me to, I mean, I, I obviously I kept reading, mm-hmm. but it still, it just wasn't enough. It had to, it had to show me where it was going. It had to show me more of the character, and it had to, sh- I, the world had to show me more. Because I mean, I agree with you on all the things that you're saying, and I think that it's interesting. But I kind of compare the world they're in to Gravity Falls, mm-hmm. you know, which I think is inherently more interesting. Because it's a lot of the same things, like weird monsters, and I mean, theirs is more almost kind of conspiracy theory esque. Their whole world, but I think that there's there's kind of some overlap there. That it's like it's got a summer campy feel. I don't think they are a summer camp, but it's kind of got that you know camp in the woods feel, and then all this weird stuff happens. I think there's a similarity there, but I I have I've experienced less Gravity Falls than I've experienced Lumberjanes. And it it has, it's shown me a little bit more character in both the world and the characters. Do you think, that, go ahead. I was going to say, do you think that any of that is just related to the fact that it is, and even not even like consciously, like that it's just that it, because it's an all female cast that you're not just, just is like the, it's probably tougher for me to connect with them. Yeah. Just yeah. the fact that you're a dude. Mm-hmm. That probably has a lot to do with it. I don't particularly like that, but it's true. I mean, it's not like another thing that I'll compare it to is because it's a, it's it's a similar. It's an all female cast, which I read the same day. Um, Rat Queens, right? I think they do a really masterful job of showing a great deal of character for every character in the story. They they do quite a lot to endear you to every character and they do a lot of world building at the same time it's it's 
and I'm inherently more interested in rat queens than this for those reasons. And I, so I don't, I don't know. There's, there's a lot of things, a lot of questions that I'm asking when I first dive into this, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, why are all these girls seemingly super powered? And eventually you just, you're like, okay, I guess that's just the kind of story that it is. But I don't know. I, it, it, it kind of makes me think of Scott Pilgrim, you know, where Scott is like super fighter guy just sort of because. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's definitely that. It's not about he doesn't earn it. He just is because he's protagonist and he has video game powers. It's just it's just a strange story to me. And it took a while for me to acquire a taste for it. Does any of that make sense? Yeah, I think so. I like how they made a net out of friendship bracelets and captured a dinosaur. Yeah, that's it's both, that's both adorable and awesome. It's pretty cute. Yeah. Then they have friendship bracelet range as someone as, as Ripley rides. Yeah, Ripley's the little scrappy one. Correct. The, right? one, the fastball. Yeah. yeah, the fastball. Now I I yeah I I I feel like when I ask about the target audience that that is I mean that sort of is a rhetorical question because I don't mm-hmm. think we are really it but I like. Ultimately, we're we're comic book readers. Precisely, but pretty much any comic book is is we're a target. Yeah, and I but I think like for those people who this is like right square for them, Mm -hmm. it really is for them. Like it is, and I don't have a problem with with that. I there can be lots of stuff that's not for me. No, and but I'm I'm, what, what what in the hell did we read? Uh, it was when we read Fresh Romance. Yes. And both of us were like, ugh, what is this? <laughs> like, I I wanted to like it, you know? And yeah. neither of us did. I think you kind of probably wanted to try and like it as well. Yeah. And, and it's hard for me to look at something that is such a clear example of an established genre that is really not for me. Yeah. It's It's hard for me to say that it's objectively good or bad. Because, I don't know, I always feel like, I always think about this old Penny Arcade strip where they, they show a guy criticizing a cupcake for not being a big cake. It's a fucking cupcake. It's supposed to be a small cake. Get over it. You know, and I worry that I'm doing that. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I understand. And, I mean, it's 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 a genre story. And that I think that mm-hmm. you can't, it's not Citizen Kane or anything like that. Yes. And frankly, I, I mean, Citizen Kane is, it's more about its, than the, its craft than anything else about that, that, that film. But, mm-hmm. uh, and that, uh, but I think that this gets so much attention and was so, and so is so popular because for the people who this book is for, mm-hmm. you know, uh, girls or, or young women who haven't ever seen there ha- I mean really how name they another comic ever seen a comic made for them yes and what other comic like pointed other comics out that like before the past 3 years yes yeah no exactly anything anything like no, this there, there there have been there have been nigh into none in american comics it's just something that we've never considered a priority yeah and like, i i to, to, to me lumberjanes is I don't know. It's, it's, it's a good example, I suppose. I, I hate this. I hesitate to say that it's an average example of it, but it, I, I think that there are, 
there are better comics. There are better comics for young women. I mean, maybe this one really says something important, and clearly it really speaks to some people. So I don't think that my opinion I should necessarily discourage. I don't think I should discourage anyone from reading it. I don't know. If it if it speaks to you, and clearly it speaks to a lot of people, I, I think it's 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 a sign that things are going in, in a good direction, honestly. I'm totally okay with more of this, and I'm totally okay with stuff that I just don't get. But I do think that there's other stuff like this that works for me better. Yeah, that's I, I it's not my of any of these like of this wave of comics like this. Mm-hmm. This isn't my favorite, but I it I don't matter necessarily. <laughs> like that doesn't it doesn't matter that I don't mm-hmm. like this as much as say like Squirrel Girl. Mm-hmm. I think Squirrel Girl. I like Squirrel Girl more, but that doesn't. It's because yes. it's a superhero comic in the Marvel universe, which mm-hmm. a lot of people have no connection to. They do not care whatsoever about anything that happens in superhero the superhero comics, and. I think that's part of why this comic and like it's not connected to anything and it is it's just like girls seeing girls like them in a comic mm-hmm. book in a place where they're just like it's fun and fanciful and whimsical mm-hmm. and you know it doesn't have to be anything but that. That was you know when I talked to like I I asked my assistant about this kind of stuff and she said she was a big fan of Sailor Moon, you know, when she was younger. And so much of it was not even that because Sailor Moon is not good. I think people that even like Sailor Moon will tell you Sailor Moon is not good. It is it is kind of bad. But it was just like ninety percent of it was just let me see something that speaks to me. You know, show a character that is female and that that is mostly a positive thing. I think that's that's definitely good. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I hate to, the complete, I, I hate to beat on the representation is good drum, but I mean, it is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, and I, I don't think, I don't know, it's such a hackneyed thing to say, but I mean, it's true, and there's, I don't know, there's nothing wrong with it. No, uh, Eric, would you, re- would you continue reading this? Like on your own? Would you I, seek it out? I, I find it interesting. You know, I really do. And I kind of root for it, even though I have a lot of problems with it. I want it to be better. And I don't know if that means I want it to be more for me or if I think that, you know, kind of like Midnighter, you know, Mm -hmm. like those first two issues. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, if you've got something special here, it could be more this or more this. And I'm kind of sitting on the sidelines pulling for it. I think maybe that is that's the part that I've gotten to. God damn, this colorist is friggin' amazing. It is it is seriously top notch. Like I just flip through these pages and I am stunned at how nice they look. I wonder if is it I see Marta Laiho here. I'm wondering if mm-hmm. did she do all of it? Yes. All the issues Oh my god. She is a, a friggin' dynamo. It's amazing. Yeah. This is some, this is some, some high level color. It is amazing how, I mean, she can make it atmospheric, but she keeps the colors so bright and pure. It's like so perfect for the kind of story that this is. I, I, it's easily my favorite thing about this book. It's so remarkably good. I mean, I, I, I 
like, and these, all, all the people who've worked on this, like, oh, well, I don't know. Noel Stevenson and Grace Ellis are both like, they're like, on, they're 23 and 24. Yeah. So young. Yes. Well, that's what I'm saying. This was like, she published this right out of college. It was her senior thesis. So yeah, she's going to be a friggin' baby. But I mean, already winning an Eisner and have you, have, mm-hmm. have you, uh, that's, that's a, that's another thing that I have a problem with is I, you know, I really wish it had gone to G. Willow Wilson, whom I love so, so much. She's such a friggin' badass, and I feel like she's certainly paid her dues more. And I, I don't know. To give it to someone who's given us so little really frustrates me. I don't know. Awards are bullshit now. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ignore it completely. It, it's okay. I, I, I'm sure that G. Willow Wilson isn't thinking too much about it. I, yeah, she's because she's still writing amazing Miss Marvel comics. Yes, I, I don't, I don't think it matters. That I mean, I, they, I'm sure they like getting those awards, but I don't think. Mm-hmm. I, I was gonna say, have you? Uh, I have Nimona, which is Noel Stevenson's book. I'm curious, have you taken a look at that? No, no, I'd love to see it. It's, a, it's done very well in books. When it come out. Um, months ago, I think, at this point. I can, I can I'll check. have to look into it. That sounds really good. It was, yes, it's, uh, she, she wrote and drew it, so it's, uh. I just think that, I don't know, I, it's hard to say what, um, I, I could think of a lot of things that endear themselves to me more than this. Rebecca Sugar is like 25 years old, and, she did some of the best episodes of Adventure Time. She wrote them, and she has written and art-directed and written songs for Steven Universe. Like, it's mostly her creation. And it's incredible. Like, I I don't know if you've watched much of it, or if it, it but it deeply speaks to me. And I, get, I don't know. I, get, I guess I'm hoping that this book speaks to someone on that level. The way Steven Universe speaks to me and certainly to a huge, like, like every nerd on Tumblr. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, comic books, unfortunately, are not as popular as, I don't know, as Cartoon Network shows. Maybe they're easier to pirate. I don't know. Um, I don't know, man. To me, to me, this, there, there, like, there's a difference. Like, this is, it's, it's good, but it's good in a way that, like, when this person is 28 or 30, she's going to be a damn dynamo. It's good in that I want to watch your career. It's not good in the way that, like, Rebecca Sugar's good, you know, that she has already proven herself so many times. Someone took a huge risk on her and gave her a show, and she's absolutely knocked it out of the park and created a, a social phenom. And maybe I'm wrong on that. Well, it's hard to judge. Yeah, it's not and one it, reason I wanted to. I wanted to read through through eight so I could. I I don't know. I I feel I felt way more positive about those those issues. Well, it's and I don't think you need to quantify mm-hmm. that this is better than that or you know it's I would no or you know that you need to prioritize what like girl centric adventure comic to read like i i like this a lot i enjoy it it's fun i it i look you know it again it's not my favorite of them but that i that doesn't matter really and i i would still and 
any, like you said, I would, if it was my niece or, you know, a, a friend's daughter or, mm-hmm. you know, a, a young, a child even, it, I, a young, like a, a kid, like a young boy who likes adventure time, he mm-hmm. would like, you would like this too. Like, I, I would def like, it, yeah. it's right in that, I would give that to them for sure. And if, you're probably already reading it if you like any of the things we've talked about. And it's. You should probably give it a shot, sure. Yes. I, and I'm, I, I think where it, Noel Stevenson's leaving the book, um, hmm. I forget with what issue she's left it, but, um, I, I still think that it's gonna be the same. Like, I, it's, and they're, it's being optioned for a live show, like a television show. So, hmm. I'm, it, it's, I'm glad that it's out there. And it, it's, you know, it's, it's another, like you just, it's another, like a, another, like little piece of, of representation and fandom and comics that adds to a, you know, a spectrum and it makes it us more complete kind of as, as a subculture. Mm. And I'm all for that, especially since I like it. And I would definitely, yes, read it. I don't, I'm, I am not hesitant in that. I, I, I like it, uh, you know, without, 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 uh, the word without reservation yeah there you go without res- no reservation there's a whole show about that yep no reservations anything else you want to touch on i don't know <laughs> it kind of just makes me want to to i don't know man i do want to check it out again you okay. know i do want to follow it i think it could be a lot more than it is i think it could be really fantastic but I think it's just sort of fair to Midland right now for all the reasons I've complained about to no end. So, folks, that was the Lumber Jeans, numbers one through eight, by Noel Stevenson, Grace Ellis, Brooke Allen, and Marta Laya, with letters by Aubrey I, Aubrey, I can't talk today, Aubrey Aisi, if that's how you say that. It's probably not. I've said everyone's name wrong today. <laughs> Can you say my name? Eric Z. Goodnight? I almost had it. It, it. That's probably right. My my name does have a racial slur in it. Eric, good night. <laughs> Am I getting good? We're good. Okay. Uh, next week. We're good, bro. Next week uh, from Nerdbug Book Club, we are reading Saber Two Swordsman by Damon Gentry and Aaron Conley. It's this is this is a uh, Aaron M. Conley even. Oh, okay. With uh, we got some initials mm-hmm. going on there. Initials. I. Don't know what to expect from this other than it looks really cool. So It looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, is, he is a gorgeous, amazing cartoonist. I'm really looking forward to it. So we will discuss that discuss that next week read along with us. Uh but with that I think we can uh, wrap up this episode. Uh we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. You can find us handsomeboyscomicshour dot com. All uh all our stuff is there. You can also find us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash handsomeboyscomics hour. Like us there, follow us on Twitter at HBC Hour emails, handsomeboyscomics at gmail.com. And of course, if you like the show, if you are a fan, give us a five star review on iTunes, subscribe. It helps us out, helps us get new listeners. We really appreciate it. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mixmaster Serial. It's M-I-X-M-A-S-T-R-C-E-R-A-L. Eric, where can we find you and your things online? All right. Well, you can see my portfolio by going to freewillunlimited.com, and you can see most of the things I get up to online by going to ericzgoodnight.com. And I'm on Twitter. You can tweet at me, at Mr. Bad Example, spelled M-R, Bad Example. So with that, folks, we'll call it a day. Have a good one.
Rock and roll.